from the streets of Detroit, this is Indie Next by Firestone. With complete coverage of today's race, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. The streets of Detroit, Michigan, about to roar to life with future stars of the NTT IndyCar Series right here on IndyCar Radio. Hi, folks. My name is Nick Yeoman, and welcome to the Indy Next by Firestone Detroit Grand Prix on IndyCar Radio, brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next, the official tire of Indy Next. Mark Janes joins us. We're about uh, five minutes away from firing the engines, and Mark, after a couple qualifying sessions for Indy Next, a practice session as well, two practice sessions for the IndyCar Series, uh, what are some words or phrases that come to mind in terms of what you have seen around this very unique 1.7 mile street course uh rough bumpy tight uh very unforgiving uh you got to be careful with the breaking points because if you don't hit the nail on the head with those bump with those breaking points the bumps are as such to where you're gonna have issues with grip and uh, i think what it boils down to nick is the formula that we have seen throughout the course of the season uh in the indy next presented by firestone i mean bottom line is this uh, Jacob Babel in St. Petersburg led 27 laps. Louis Foster led seven laps. Nolan Siegel, four. Daniel Frost, two. And Barber, Christian Rasmussen gets the win, leads 35 laps. laps. Matteo Nanini leads 35 laps. I, I mean, qualifying it is all Louis Foster, and I think he might be the biggest beneficiary, obviously, if we hold true to form. It was an impressive qualifying session yesterday as Louis Foster wins pole for both races. And in race number two, did it with some style, bending the suspension with a couple minutes to go and still posting the fastest lap. Afterwards, Michael Young caught up with the pole sitter who will lead the field to the green flag, not only for tomorrow's race, but here moments away on the streets of Detroit. Well, Louis, let's talk about round one qualifying. It was about picture perfect as it could be and you got the pull for race number one walk us through that first session uh well yeah the first one was a good session obviously um put it on pole um so can't complain too much uh it was pretty easy going i think just how it marks uh, i was pretty confident going into this weekend i'm used to turning up to new circuits for the last two years i've turned up to brand new circuits and had to qualify pretty quickly so uh i knew this would suit me this weekend so um yeah i just gotta follow it through with a race win in race one and Firestone Firehawk was uh, checking out his tires. They were good. But the Tolik, he noticed that the uh, lefter Tolik had a little issue with it. Yeah, I tapped the wall on the exit of the last corner with, like, four laps to go. So I was, like, sideways down the straight with the steering. And um, bit of a shout-out to Ollie Beerman, because I don't know if anyone watches F2, but he did it in Baku a few weeks ago with the bent steering. So in the car, I was like, oh, I've got to, be, I've got to do that as well. I have to. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously not particularly amazing to... to not a great thing to happen in qualifying, but we made it work. Uh, the team did an amazing job. The car's been mint. Uh, the guys, the engineers, have worked insanely hard to come to this weekend with a uh, a great car, and we had no information, really, so I can't thank them enough, Andretti. Um, so, yeah, just got to hopefully win the race now. And finally a chance to rebound and get back in this championship fight. Yeah, exactly. I think we've had some unlucky weekends, but, yeah, definitely this is the start of our uphill battle into, uh, into the front of the championship. Best of luck in both races. Oh, thank you. There's Louis Foster. He will lead him down in race one and race two here on the streets of Detroit. Mark James, you might be able to get away with bending uh, the rear suspension during qualifying, but around this place for 45 laps, all these drivers are going to have to take care of those left and right rears. Yeah, and you know, as, as we mentioned, obviously you start up front, you finish up front. That's huge for him. That's a huge weekend for him, starting on pole both races in his quest to get back to the championship. He's currently seventh in points, and 
Nick is not on the question. This chase could go on for a while because the top 10 are separated by 49 points. But again, this will be most certainly a weekend in which it's all about survival of the fittest. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. They're going to have to uh, take care of those race cars. And of course, not just one race this weekend, but two, one of two doubleheader weekends will close the season with a doubleheader at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. The race winners so far this year, Daniel Frost, Christian Rasmussen, and Matteo Nanini, they scored those wins in rounds one, two, and three at St. Petersburg, Barber, and Indianapolis. Pole sitters for those races, Foster, Rasmussen, and Nanini. As far as the points, as uh, Mark alluded to, still very tight through three rounds. This thing is anything but decided. Not sure we have a favorite identified quite yet, but it is Christian Rasmussen, who is uh, the race, uh, the points leader heading into this weekend by 18 markers over Nolan Siegel. Siegel, the only driver so far this season that has more than one podium. He scored a pair of second place finishes uh, to open the season at St. Petersburg and Barber, but as far as the rest of the podiums, you're looking at one for Frost, one for Abel, one for Rasmussen, one for Sowery, Nanini, Foster, and Simpson. That's how competitive it has been. Again, top five in points, Rasmussen, Siegel, Frost, Nanini, and McElray. They're all separated by 37 points. It stays tight further back, uh, six through ten. Josh Green, Louis Foster, Jacob Abel, James Rowe, and Kiffin Simpson. Again, all within just 49 points. This is a fabulous street circuit here downtown Detroit. They roar around the GM Renaissance Center. Nine turns, 1.7 miles in length. Our turn announcers are poised to describe the action. We'll hear from them momentarily. But it is time to go trackside to get things started here in the city of Detroit. Here to give the command to start the engines for Indy Next by Firestone, Detroit Grand Prix race number one, guest of Firestone, Amy Strzok. Detroit race fans, are you ready? Drivers, start your engines! Here's today's Indy Next by Firestone starting lineup. Row 10. Toby Sowery, number 14, HMD Motorsports, United Kingdom. Row 9. Christian Vogel, number 7, with HMD Motorsports and Dale Coyne Racing, United States. Daniel Frost, number 68, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne Racing, Singapore. Row 8. Matteo Nannini, number 75, Junko Solinger Racing, Italy. Jamie Chadwick, number 28, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Row 7. Ernie Francis Jr., number 99, HMD Motorsports with Force Indy, United States. James Rowe, number 29, Andretti Autosport, Ireland. Row 6. Colin Kaminsky, number 57, Abel Motorsports, United States. Inam Ahmed, number 47, Cape Motorsports, British Pakistani. Row 5. Jacob Abel, number 51, Abel Motorsports, United States. Kevin Simpson, number 21, HMD Motorsports, United States and Cayman Islands. Row 4. Jagger Jones, number 98, Cape Motorsports, United States. Josh Green, number 3, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne Racing, United States. Row 3. Rasmus Lind, driving the number 76, Junkos Hollinger Racing, and I'm from Sweden. Christian Rasmussen, number 6, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne Racing, Denmark. Row 2. Nolan Siegel, number 39, HMD Motorsports with Dale Coyne Racing, United States. Preschool, number 10, HMD Motorsports, USA. On the outside of row one. Hunter McElroy, number 27, 
Andretti Autosport, New Zealand. And starting on the pole, Louis Foster, number 26, Andretti Autosport, United Kingdom. Let's get some final thoughts from our pit reporters. We'll start with Alex Wolf. Alex? Well, well, I'm keeping an eye on this doubleheader, the tight streets, and it's going to be a matter of if you can hold on to the equipment, not damage it too much, because for a team like HMD Motorsports, they're concerned about potential trouble for any damage they might have to repair with a quick turnaround. Remember, that was kind of a factor last year, the doubleheader on Belle Isle, so we'll be watching for that, and in particular, that second row with Reese Gold and Nolan Siegel. Uh, how about Joel Sebastianelli? Quickly, Joel. Well, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, right? There's Reese Gold at one end of the spectrum, and there's other guys, like St. Pete winner Daniel Frost, right? He's third in points, he starts 17th. Indy winner Matteo Nanini, fourth in points, starting 16th. Are you going to see aggression from some of those drivers at the back, trying to make up positions at the start? I asked a bunch of drivers who were starting at the back what they're going to expect. I thought Jamie Chadwick had the best answers. She starts 15th. I said, Jamie, what are you going to see? And she shrugged her shoulders, said, well, it's either going to be a mess or it won't. And if that's not an honest answer, Nick Yeoman, I don't know what is. Yeah, I think that's uh, really nicely put. Uh, three turnouts are set to call the action. Uh, you heard from already, but uh, Mark, how about the uh, first couple corners around the streets of Detroit? Well, the first one's been a trouble spot for both uh, Indy Next End, the NTT Indy Car Series, because uh, it, it's so bad fast leading up to turn one, which is a left-hander, and it's so tight, in fact, that overnight, the NTT IndyCar Series made some changes to turn one. A single row of tires was removed from the turn one exit. And so uh, that opens it up a little bit to driver's right. It's a short little straightaway and then another left-hander into turn number two. And that's where they really climb into the throttle. And it's a long, long straightaway before they pop into the view of Michael Young. Well, good afternoon, Mark Janes. A long, long way equals a little over eight football fields down Jefferson West. They'll make their way down into Griswold Street, which is the hairpin. We haven't seen a lot of action down here, but if we're going to see any action, it'll happen during these races. The hairpin, a lot different than Long Beach. It's, it's not uh, nearly as tight. It's a lot wider as they'll sweep through. It's about 30 feet or so as they swing back up Jefferson West again. Then they will hit a right-hander. This is going to be an exciting start to the race. Nick Young let's start it. Yep, and Jake Query is poised to call the action. You're going to hear from him in seconds because, Michael, they are stacked up down the back straightaway as we are set to go racing for the Indy Next by Firestone Detroit Grand Prix. Green flag is out. Louis Foster leads the field of 19 down to that turn three hairpin. They'll go two, three wide. Everybody, oh, we have contact. Louis Foster got punted by his teammate Hunter McElray. Then Reese Gold will make contact. Christian Rasmussen will run into the rear end of him. All kinds of trouble. Nolan Siegel making that right handle. The field through turn number four. Full course yellow here on Detroit. Looks like Christian Rasmussen has a damaged front wing. Uh, Louis Foster, the pole sitter, doesn't even make it through the first corner as that car sits to driver's left. He gets, as Michael put it perfectly, punted by his teammate Hunter McElray. McElray's got some damage to the nose of that race car. Uh, let's welcome in Jake Query for the first time. Jake, I don't think any of us surprised at what just happened. These streets are awful tight here around Detroit. They are tight. They are narrow. That might sound redundant, but it's because it's worth repeating the fact that when you go into these turns, they are oh, 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 so narrow and really difficult to go too wide. And what we saw right there, we saw it plenty yesterday. Turn number one, and then the area that I'll be calling. Turn four, turn five, and into turn number six. Turn number four is a right-handed turn, and as soon as you make it, 
and there's not necessarily room for two to go side by side through there. You have to quickly set up for the left-hander that is turned at number five. That makes it that much more tricky in terms of your alignment through that. And like so many of the 90-degree turns, Nick, of this particular track, it is very, very close in terms of the way that you make that turn. So I'll look forward to calling turns four, five, and turn number six as well. And we'll see whether or not we will have the same collection that we've seen at the start of this race between, of course, as we talked about, Hunter McElray and Louis Foster. Louis Foster is out of that car, Michael, and he is waiting for the field to come by in front of him down there in turn number three. Reminds me of 1989 with Emerson Fittipaldi and Little Al. Let's see if Louis Foster salutes his teammate as he makes his way through. He gives him a sarcastic hand clap as Hunter McElray makes his way through the hairpin. So no gestures of disappointment, but certainly some sarcasm from Louis Foster to his teammate, Hunter McElray. Boy, what a disaster for Andretti Autosport to start this race. Uh, how about more of the Carnage Report? Let's go to pit lane and check in with Joel Sebastianelli. Points leader Christian Rasmussen qualified fifth. He got caught up in that chaos at the start. The front wing was dragging underneath the car when he came down onto pit road. No suspension damage to speak of. They just popped a new front wing on and sent him right back out. Alex? And for Kiffin Simpson, his HMD Motorsports teammate, he came in. They gave that car a once-over and looked like they just changed a left rear tire. As meanwhile, up at the Andretti Autosport pit, it looks like they have a front nose cone assembly ready for James Rowe, but he as of yet has not come back out onto the pit lane. So the AMR IndyCar safety crew is uh, working to get Louis Foster's car off of the racetrack. Mark James, we've had a chance to look at a couple replays. Uh, Hunter McElray really lifted the rear tires of car 26 up off the ground, and Michael Andretti didn't look any very happy about uh, what he saw down there. Uh, no, for sure. And uh, Hunter McElray, we just got a really good look at it. I mean, there is some fairly significant uh, nose uh, cone damage uh, on the front of that race car, Nick, and, and so, you know, he's the leader, but the question you have to ask yourself is uh, how much damage might not be uh, apparent and what's going to happen to the handling of that race car as he makes his way around this racetrack the next 43 some-odd laps or so. Is it is it going to hold up? And I'm sure that's a, that's a reasonable concern for him. I, I guess the big beneficiary all in all uh, uh, might be Nolan Siegel. I mean, Siegel is, uh, you know, currently second in points, and he's sitting uh, the third in the running order right now. Yeah, and uh, and just saw a couple heavy hitters involved in this accident. Louis Foster will finish 19th today. He is out of the race. The other drivers that appear to have taken damage, Christian Rasmussen had a damaged front wing. He was our points leader coming into this race. Uh, he's running in 18th after they repaired that car, but it drops him to third in points. Also saw Kiffin Simpson take a trip to pit lane as well. So here is the running order. As again, we've gone uh, yellow almost immediately at the start of this race. Hunter McElroy with that damaged front end will be the race leader when we resume competition here on the streets of Detroit. Reese Gold running in the second spot for HMD Motorsports. Nolan Siegel is up to third. Rasmus Lind is fourth. Josh Green is up into the fifth position. So Green goes from seventh to fifth at the start. Jagger Jones, after that strong qualifying effort, runs in the sixth position. Jacob Abel is seventh. Inam Ahmed is eighth. James Rowe is ninth. Colin Kaminsky is tenth. Ernie Francis Jr. is 11th. Daniel Frost, 12th. Jamie Chadwick, 13th. Matteo Donini, 14th. 15th is Toby Sowery. 16th is Christian Vogel. 17th, Kiffin Simpson. 18th, Christian Rasmussen. And out of the race, Louis Foster here on the streets of Detroit. 
I'm Indy Next Driver, Louis Foster, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Hey, race fans, the 107th Indianapolis 500 is in the books, and now you can own your own audio copy. Go to IMS.com, then search for Historical Race Broadcast. This year's race and other classics from almost 75 years of our radio archives are available to purchase. Again, go to IMS.com to own a piece of radio history. And as uh, we get the one to go at the line, Mark Jaynes, a former Indy Next champion, finally gets his Indianapolis 500 win. What a day it was for Joseph Newgarden one week ago Sunday. Uh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, uh, he was tired of uh, answering the question of when. And, and, and I think it... it, it, it was a matter of, of when, not if, but, uh, you know, he, there are others over the years like Michael Andretti, etc., that you would have expected to win multiple 500s and the opportunity never came about, but uh, it was uh, a, a very, very similar, Dick, to, to the manner in which, uh, you know, Marcus Erickson won last year's 500. Uh, he was very, very patient throughout the course of the race and started 14th and, you know, just slowly but surely worked his way up to the field and, uh, you know, the goal is to put yourself in contention over the last 50 laps, and he did that. And uh, I think he's going to uh, to serve the series at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway well as its defending champion. And he picked up a lot of fans when he jumped into the crowd after he got out of that race car at the start finish line. I don't think there is any doubt. You mentioned patience. We'll see if uh, patience a little more. Uh, in supply here as we're set to restart this race. Hunter McElray bringing the field slowly through turns one and two as they will see the green flag down the back straightaway. No, McElray has accelerated. We are racing once again here on the streets of Detroit. McElray with a nice little jump. Battle may be for second, Michael. Reese Gold has that car all the way to driver's left. Nolan Siegel's going to pop to the outside. Nolan Siegel with a good look to the outside of Reese Gold. They will go side by side into this hairpin of Turn number three. Reese Gold will have the advantage. He'll swing Siegel out wide, but there's Rasmus Lynn as Siegel has a back end step out. The two battle through four. Yep, Siegel all of a sudden was in jeopardy of losing a spot, managed to regain it, but Gold runs in second. The leader, Hunter McElray, has left all of this in his rearview mirror through turn number five. He enjoys now about a five and a half car length advantage, Nick, as he works his way through turn number six. Reese Gold is about to become the race leader, though, because race control has deemed avoidable contact for Hunter McElray. McElray ducks on the pit lane. He's going to have to serve a drive through penalty. Meanwhile, on the front straightaway, Mark Jaynes, new race leader. It's Reese Gold headed to turn number one. And that is uh, huge for Hunter McElray because he had uh, narrowed that championship advantage down to a slim one point. So Reese Gold's the beneficiary now. Siegel, Rasmus Lind and company giving chase now as they work their way off of turn number three and they climb back into the throttle and head toward Michael Young. Boy, the two that are in front of this field struggled as Nolan Siegel looks to the inside. Looks like he wants to pounce on Reese Gold. He'll swing to the outside now and then tuck back in. Will he do the over-under? Nolan Siegel with a nice move. And we have contact. It's Josh Green and Rasmuth Lynn. Rasmuth Lynn starts to roll backwards. He'll able to save the car the rest of the field. Will they be able to make their way through? And meanwhile, up front, Gold has Siegel right on his rear. They have now set sail through turn number five. Reese Gold, the 18-year-old of Miami, with Siegel right on his rear wing. But he manages to hold serve through turn number six. 
So it's Rasmus Lind and uh, Josh Green who will go to the tail of the field after contact. They were both running inside the top ten. Good days for them. Have gone to the wayside. Meanwhile, Reese Gold back up front. He's got about a two-car length advantage. Mark James as they rip across the start-finish line. How about Jagger Jones in the top three early on? He grabs that third spot thing for that carnage a few cars back, but it's Reese Gold, Nolan Siegel. They have checked out to about a second-and-a-half advantage over Jagger Jones, who's trying to keep pace. Front two, again, with a comfortable advantage. Two-and-a-half seconds back to Jagger Jones, and Jacob Abel currently has the fourth position. Well, Reese Gold able to check out. Now looks to be about a four-to-five car length advantage over Nolan Siegel after that last time through. Siegel will close in to about three car lengths. Jagger Jones all by himself in third. Further back, Daniel Frost drives deep to the inside of James Rowe and Colin Comiskey. They'll go side-by-side side through the hairpin. And watching that, it all of a sudden, Frost had to check up just a little bit. So he's going to lose a spot. Leader, Reese Gold, now enjoying a two-car length advantage as he works his way through turn number six, that rear end for gold steps out just a little bit nick exiting turn six that straight line speed buys him a little more cushion yeah even separation really for the front three but due to that accident involving josh green and rasmus lynn it's really stacked up the rear of the field and josh green's going to have to serve a penalty he gets hit for uh, avoidable contact as we uh, continue to race on mark let's take a look back jacob abel runs in the fourth spot and now ahmed is fifth but really it's james rowe in that blue car on back where things are really stacked up through turn one yeah rowe kaminsky frost ernie francis jr trying to get back into championship contention mr race earlier this year they are your top 10 now as everyone roars toward michael young He's gold, about a six-car length advantage over Nolan Siegel. Then Jagger Jones runs in that third position. Jacob Abel, about four car lengths. I have an Anama Med, and Anama Med nearly lost it as he went through the bumps. James Rowe clean as Jamie Chadwick tries to drive to the inside of Toby Sowry. Sowry will have to give that position to her. And Chadwick now, the next in her sights, is going to be Ernie Francis Jr. Again, this is the battle now for ninth. Francis Jr., holding on to it for right now, but Jamie Chadwick is trying to gain a beat there. About a two-car length disadvantage she has to make up as the leader set up now all the way through turn number nine. Reese Gold is your race leader here on lap number nine. He has a 1.2 second lead over Nolan Siegel, 3.6 seconds back to Jagger Jones. And then again, the uh, the gap back to fourth place running Jacob Abel has already ballooned up to about eight seconds. And then you can throw a blanket over a ton of cars. You know, Mark James, we saw Christian Rasmussen have to pit after that first lap accident. He went to the tail of the field, and it's not like he's making up a ton of ground. It's just Christian Bogle, uh, the only car that he's ahead of that hasn't been involved in an accident. Kind of uh, an illustration of just how hard it is to pass around this racetrack. Well, I don't think there's any question. We talked about it, Nick, and it's widest point at 60 feet wide, and it narrows down to 35, and uh, so it's uh, it's important to be able to catch him at the right spot, and so far, we've just seen a couple of passing zones uh, kind of reveal themselves over the course of this weekend, and if you don't catch somebody there, I mean, at this point, he's evenly matched. I mean, we know he has a fast race car, but quite frankly, he's evenly matched and kind of at the mercy of those that are running around him, so best thing for him to do is to minimize the damage, not force the issue, and Hopefully, Nick, attrition and some of these penalties that we've seen, which are a bit of a rarity to see him in, a, in the next race this early on. We've already had a couple of cars ordered to pit road because of issues on track. And you take your advantage wherever you can get him, and he's picked up a couple of spots thanks to those penalties and this move back up to 14. 
watching uh, the 29 machine of James Rowe. He runs in the sixth position, but the front wing of that car is most certainly damaged. It's bouncing on the racetrack. He's trying to hold off Colin Kaminsky. It's a battle mid-pack. It's for the sixth position, but Michael, the right side of that front wing of that bright blue car definitely bouncing on the racetrack here around Detroit. Dad, he's following Anama Med down this back straightaway. It will be Jacob Abel, Anama Med, and then the James Rowe machine. It's Colin Kaminsky, Daniel Frost, Ernie Francis Jr., the back of this field. Single file is... Uh, James Rowe struggles with that front wing. Yeah, and in the struggle, he has Kaminsky just behind him who has to check up just a little bit. So Rowe works his way now through turn number five. Again, you can see that wing starting to bounce just a little bit, but he still is not able to close in on him Ed. He gets to the part of the racetrack where earlier today we saw an Edex graduate Devlin Francesco pound the wall in his car 29 for Andretti Autosport. But again, all this action happening uh, a good 12 seconds behind our race leader. It's really Daniel or Jacob Abel on back. Mark Jane's a whole string of cars headed to turn number one. Edam Ahmed is uh, trying to keep pace with Abel and then Rowe and Kaminsky. We talked about the damaged race car with that right front wing. Going to be interesting to see how it holds up to the streets of uh, Detroit here because Michael Young it is very visible from uh, quite a distance away see that wing that damaged wing bouncing off the pavement and perhaps the draft that he gets from Anama Med helps him as Daniel Frost starts to lose patience. He'll swing to the outside of Colin Kaminsky. Kaminsky will hold that position and now attack the rear wing of James Rowe. Everybody single file further back. It's Matteo Nanini and Kiffin Simpson field through turn four. I want to take a look back in at Daniel Frost, Michael. Good eye there because he is in that battle with Kaminsky just in front of him. He already has had a good start to this race, has Frost. Made up some spots from starting further back. Not able to close that gap just yet as everybody works their way in after turn number eight. Yeah, it's a great point, Jake. He started 17th on the field. That's our St. Petersburg winner. As we see Colin Kaminsky starting to fall through the field, he's losing a host of spots, and Kaminsky's going to bring that car to pit lane. So tough break for the driver from Able Motorsports as he parks. He was running just outside of the top five. Uh, getting a replay. Oh, he tagged the wall, the inside wall. And uh, Mark Jades, that is very similar to what we saw again from Devlin e. Francesco. That wall to the inside of turn number seven, it hangs out there. And these drivers are clipping and it's shooting them back across the racetrack. Yeah, as we mentioned yesterday, the practice session, Nick, we're, we're probably going to have, have a hard time figuring out the tire manufacturer by the time this weekend is over because those uh, Firestone logos going to get some scrubbing, I think, throughout the course of the weekend. Want to give a tip of the cap while we're at it, Nick, to Toby Sowery again because of a Tristan penalty, but he started. Shotgun on the field, and this experienced driver, Nick, has already worked his way into the top ten. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job, and he's trying to get around Jamie Chadwick right now through the technical portion of the racetrack. We'll keep an eye on that. Let's get more on Colin Kaminsky, who has fallen to the 18th position. Uh, Alex Wolf, you're down on pit lane looking at that race car. Yeah, down on the pit lane, Colin Kaminsky pulled in almost uh, threw his hands up in uh, exasperation and confusion. And it looks like where the trouble is, is on that right rear toe link. And it looks to be bent, has a couple of wrinkles in it. And they quickly have the wrenches out and they're trying to make that change quickly to try to get this Able Motorsports 57 for Colin Kaminsky back into the race. So they're trying everything they can to get that change done as quickly as possible. Yep, we'll, uh, we'll see if they can get Colin back out on the racetrack. Had a great 
great conversation with him a little, a little bit earlier this weekend. Good battle, Michael Young. Further back in the field, Kiffin Simpson, Matteo Nanini going side by side. That happened about two laps ago. Started shaping up. Christian Bogle now has Christian Rasmussen to his outside as well. But we see Matteo Nanini still holding off that machine. Great battles, Jake, further back in the field. And when they set up for turn number five, a lot of times these battles, they've got to get that figured out before they get into turn number five because the reality is that lefty just is so tight and so narrow. And then, of course, you set up for turn number six very shortly thereafter. So everybody holding serve right now in terms of that particular battle, Nanini managing to hold off Simpson in that battle for 11. All right, let's give you a full field rundown here. 15 of 45 laps complete here in the Indy Next by Firestone Detroit Grand Prix. Reese Gold is your race leader by eight-tenths of a second over Nolan Siegel. He's got a 4.4-second lead over Jagger Jones, who runs in third. Jones is all by himself. He is clear of Jacob Abel by a good six seconds. And then that's where it gets interesting. Abel runs fourth. Inam Ahmed is in the fifth spot. James Rowe is sixth. Seventh is Daniel Frost. Eighth is Ernie Francis Jr. Jamie Chadwick runs the ninth spot. She's trying to hold off Toby Sowery, who's got a strong charge heading down the back straightaway. And Michael, he's taking a look to the inside of Jamie there in three. The battle for ninth. They give it to Toby Sowery. It took a couple of laps when Sowery finally got around Jamie Chadwick at the entrance of turn three. So now the question becomes, can Chadwick manage to hold off Nanini, who is behind her by about five car lengths? Sowery starting to get away just a little bit as Jamie Chadwick works her way through turn number six. Boy, that was a sneaky, sneaky pass by Toby Sowery. Got in the draft and then pulled out last second to get the inside of Jamie Chadwick. So that drops Chadwick back to 10th. Matteo Donini runs 11th. Kiffin Simpson is 12th. Christian Bogle is 13th. Uh, Christian Rasmussen runs in the 14th spot. Rasmus Lynn is 15th. 16th is Hunter McElray. 17th is Josh Green. 18th is Colin Kaminsky. He sits on pit lane. And then again, if you're just joining us, our pole sitter, Louis Foster, got punted by his teammate, Hunter McElray, right after they took the green flag, heading down to turn number three. That car slapped the wall, bent the suspension, and Foster will finish 19th today. Uh, Mark James, after 15, 16 laps now, I think we've identified it. Turn three down there does appear to be the best passing point on this racetrack. We've seen some drivers do a nice job of setting their opponents up. We see Kiffin Simpson and Matteo Nanini slugging it out. We saw that pass moments ago by Toby Sowery. That appears to be the best spot on this racetrack for these guys to really mix it up. Yeah, I mean, they're driving with the mirrors a little bit, except for that portion of the racetrack. I, I don't think there's any question. And to that end, Nick, you look at Nanini for a while, it was he and Simpson, but because of the fact that Kip Simpson can't get around him, you've got Bogle, now Rasmussen, you know he wants to gain a couple of more spots as we documented. You go back up front, though, Nick, and what's interesting is that, uh, you know, Reese Gold and Nolan Siegel, a couple of talented rookies with bright futures, I mean, since they took over the lead, uh, they have checked out, got about a five-second lead over Jagger Jones, but Gold is not able to check out on Siegel, so the question becomes now that we're crawling up toward the halfway point of this race, who's going to take the best care of those Firestone Firehawks? Is it Siegel or is it Gold? Michael Young uh, with an observation on their return three. Well, as Reese Gold went by right on cue, I heard him squeal the tires for the first time. Broke a little bit later and actually chirped him a bit. So we'll see if that's indeed what is the uh, order of the day for Reese Gold holding off Nolan Siegel in the latter stages of this race. 
So, uh, again, the leaders working lap number 17 here on the streets of Detroit for the Indy-Dex by Firestone Detroit Grand Prix. We're watching uh, Reese Gold. The advantage this time right now, 1.3 seconds. And important to keep in mind, Mark James, they get back on the front straightaway and head to turn one. Want to stay within 1.5 seconds. That'll allow Siegel to use that push to pass when he gets close. Yeah, you never know uh, how this thing is going to unfold. As we mentioned, usually the pole setter is the guy with the advantage. We found out today that's not always the case when you get punted. Uh, but throughout the course, with the exception of St. Petersburg, if you start on pole, you finish in the top spot of the podium. And while certainly Jones probably has the most comfortable advantage uh, in, in terms of those in front of him and those behind him, well, I'll tell you what, Nick, from, from Enon Ahmed, from fifth place on back, to Rowe, to Frost, Ernie Francis Jr., Toby Sowry, even Chadwick, and then they stack up behind the needy. I'll tell you what, through the rear of this field and from about fifth spot on back, the racing is still side-by-side in those detail. Yeah, I mean, Jay Query, there is no breathing room for those drivers really running just outside of the top five. They're just all over each other, and a lot of patience being shown at this point of this race. Yeah, nobody right now, again, the front two have checked out, Golden Siegel, but then you get to that pack, and we're talking about essentially from five to about 12, and actually Daniel Frost, who we talked about, has made up already 10 spots. He might have the most active day so far. He got around now, Ernie Francis Jr. Now he's got to try to move in on James Rowe. That would be the battle for the sixth position. Frost running in seventh, and he has had cars in his mirrors all throughout this race thus far. Looks like the damaged car of uh, Colin Kaminsky is back out onto the racetrack. Let's pick up the Toby Sauer machine. He's been pretty racy as well. He's trying to work over Ernie Francis Jr. as they make that climb up the left-hander of turn at number two. That bright green and white car has been pretty fast. Sauer trying to run down Ernie Francis Jr. Francis Michael just trying to hold on to Daniel Frost's pretty quick car. This is seventh, eighth, and ninth. And for the machine of Toby Sowery, I think patience is the virtue. Seventh, Daniel Frost, and Ernie Francis in eighth. Toby Sowery about three car lengths behind, but now Jamie Chadwick has her mirrors full of Kiffin Simpson. Great battles all throughout the field. Yeah, so let's take a look at that one because Kiffin Simpson now is trying to become the next to make a pass of Jamie Chadwick through turn number four right on the rear wing. Not able to do it yet in turn Number five, setting up for that right-hander, still not able to make the move. Chadwick is going to manage to hold off for another lap. That car just behind her of Kevin Simpson. Yeah, it's a good battle. Jacob Abel leading this uh, long train of cars. Daniel Frost starting to put the heat on James Rowe with that damaged front wing. Mark James, they head to turn number one here on lap 20. Yeah, it's uh, Frost, Francis, Salary, Chadwick, and then Simpson. Nanini was in a pretty good battle for Simpson for that left position, and Nick you would talk about Matteo Nanini. He had an average finish of 15th for the first two races because they were back-to-back 15th positions. And then, of course, he, he won on the Grand, uh, the, at the Grand Prix of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So uh, certainly Michael Young, that improved his finishing position drastically on average. Indeed. Now we look at Ernie Francis Jr. as we talked about that battle. Daniel Frost will swing wide. Ernie Francis Jr. tries to tuck to the inside, but Toby Sowery's right there. Francis on the offense and defense at the same time. And just behind Jamie Chadwick, all of a sudden now you've got three cars that are involved very close to one another. It is Christian Bogle that makes a move around Kippen Simpson. So things starting to bottleneck just a little bit. We're talking about that area of 10, 11, and 12 in terms of how they slot. 
Yeah, boy, this has got to be so frustrating for these drivers at the rear of the field because uh, it feels like they are hammering that brake pedal just as much as the accelerator to stay off of each other throughout the course of this event. They are all, all over each other as we look further back, uh, Mark James, into turn number one. The battle for the lead continues to be about a one-second advantage for Reese Gold over Nolan Siegel, but uh, they are slugging it out here on the streets of Detroit. And again, it's all right behind fourth place running Jacob Abel. Yeah, Jacob Abel has some stacks up behind him, Michael Young. It's Ahmed, it's Rowe, it's Frost, it's Ernie Francis Jr., Toby Sowery, so on and so forth. Fourth, right there, Jacob Abel. Fifth, Sanam Ahmed. Sixth is James Rowe. Seventh, Daniel Frost. Eighth, Ernie Francis Jr., now under attack from Toby Sowery. Oh, as Jamie Chadwick had an issue coming out of the exit of the hairpin. Now that will allow Kiffin Simpson to try to climb around uh, the car right behind her. So Simpson gets right back that spot from Bogle and now sets sights on Chadwick. That's the way that they run now through turn number five. Simpson gets that spot right in front of Bogle. Bogle took a look at it at the exit of five, not able to get it back. That's how they run now through turn number six. Yeah, Jake, he had to, uh, Christian Bogle, that is, had to slam on the brakes to try to avoid running in uh, to that uh, Kiffin Simpson machine. We see uh, at the rear of the field, Rasmus Lynn, he's going to get passed, not only by Christian Rasmussen, by Hunter McElray as well. So, Mark, they're sliding all over the place heading to turn one. Well, and I don't know how Jamie Chadwick held on to that car. I mean, Simpson on that hairpin turn drove right up underneath the rear wing of that car. And that is the battle for the 10th position to Pit Road and Joel Sebastianelli. Nicholas Cape keeping a close eye on Jacker Jones running in third position. You have to let trouble down trouble in the hairpin. We see Daniel Frost. He gets contact or made contact. It will put him at the entrance of turn number three. His car sits flat spotted. Looks like Daniel Frost's day may be done. Yeah, it looks like that left front suspension is heavily damaged for Daniel Frost. That car is parked. We're going to have to go full course caution. Let's go back to Joel Sebastianelli. Joel? Just hold on one second, Nick. Oh, yeah, no worries. No worries. Full course caution as uh, we'll let the Cape boys talk to their drivers. We're going to get a chance to see the replay. Mark James, Daniel Frost was approaching James Rowe heading to turn three. And, boy, the racetrack got tight. The front of Frost car came off the ground. I mean, I'm curious, Nick, quite frankly, uh, you know, it's it's easy to play that armchair quarterback, but if you're Daniel Frost, uh, there's really nothing good that's going to happen. Uh, probably, I think, if he sees the video and he had the opportunity to uh, to rethink that and do it over again, I think maybe he would have lifted it perhaps uh, to, to live to fight another lap, as they say. I mean, they just simply ran out of room going into that turn. Yep, so uh, Daniel Frost out of that race car. He is okay. Again, all four tires came off the ground as he kind of got, again, squeezed into the wall, but there certainly wasn't a lot of uh, room, and he's uh, gesturing to James Rowe that he wasn't too thrilled with that. Uh, Joel Sebastianelli, please apologize to Nicholas Cape for us. Uh, Sometimes the action happens when it wants to happen here on the streets of Detroit. Certainly doesn't. We apologize for that. Let's try this one more time. Uh, You were watching your driver with the... Pretty significant gap on both sides, Jacker Jones running in third. How does this caution change things for you? Well, uh, quite a lot, actually, because, you know, they're all going to be, everyone's going to be all on top of each other. So uh, just as long as we keep it clean, uh, Jagger's been driving exceptional all weekend long. It was in P4 in the first session. He's been quick, so he's been doing a great job. And Anand's been doing a good job, too. So we'll see where we stack up after this. Hopefully we have a good race. We need one. What has he told you over the radio so far? Uh, he's just being consistent and saving his tyres, really. He's seen where he's at. 
actually waiting for something to happen. So uh, we'll see what we got. You, know, you, you said you need a good weekend. Have you seen a run like this coming? Uh, well, we've been working hard. It's been like a, a dartboard on a pendulum. So, uh, you know, it's been a hit and miss every now and again. So this weekend is kind of an even playing field because nobody's been here before. So we're hoping for a good weekend. We're wishing for a bullseye in a good way here in the final few laps. You got it. Oh, triple 20. <laughs> All right, Nicholas Cape, team owner. Thank you. Both of those cars running in the top five with uh, 24 of 45 laps complete. The top five, Reese Gold, Nolan Siegel, Jagger Jones, Jacob Abel, and Inam Ahmed here on the streets of Detroit. I'm Indy Next driver Christian Rasmussen, and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Listen up, race fans. You know you can hear classic race broadcasts from our radio archives all week long. All you got to do is download the TuneIn app and uh, to hear all of your favorite NTT IndyCar Series races, including classic Indy 500s. It's now playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week on TuneIn. So download that app. Check it out. I did a lot of uh, listening throughout the course of the month of May. Got me fired up for the Indianapolis 500. But again, that stream 24-7. You can catch it anytime. And we certainly uh, suggest you do just that. We are working lap number 25, our second full course caution. Uh, Louis Foster, the first driver out of the race, it will be Daniel Frost, the second one. Both of them having issues down in turn number three. Let's uh, go to pit lane, check in once again with Alex Wolf. And in the Andretti Autosport camp for the second time today, James Rowe, that 29 car, had the uh, front wing assembly prepared to go out uh, onto the car, but he is still staying out there in that sixth position, and that uh, looks like especially the right front wing is really a flopping badly, but James Rowe trying to hold down to that track position with 21 to go. Yeah, I mean, for Andretti Autosport, they're just trying to salvage the day, right? Louis Foster out of the race. Uh, Hunter McElray penalized for running into him. He runs in 14th. We saw Jamie Chadwick. She nearly got turned right before that accident by uh, Kiffin Simpson. She's running in the ninth spot. And James Rowe, uh, the best Andretti Autosport driver out there right now, is running in sixth. And clearly, that car is wounded with that wing bouncing up and down. So it looks like the cleanup is complete. Pace car has pulled away. We're set to go racing once again. We are. Reese Gold accelerating. He took the green flag. He's got Nolan Siegel all over the rear wing. Michael Young, it's going to be a great battle down to turn number one here as we've hit the halfway point. Well, for Reese Gold, that one-second advantage down to a car length as Nolan Siegel will swing to the outside down this long back straightaway. Siegel knows with G- or Reese Gold, they will go side by side. That will open up the door for Jagger Jones. Jagger will tuck back in. We have fourth place running Jacob Abel there as well. Yeah, so Abel tried to take a look at Jagger Jones setting up for turn number four, but everybody holds serve. Reese Gold, the leader. Siegel right behind him by about a half a car length. Then it's Jagger Jones. Action a little bit further back is Kiffin Simpson. And again, Jamie Chadwick fall right behind Toby Sowery. But the leader is already in through turn number eight. Yeah, Sowery picked up a spot over Jamie Chadwick to move to eighth. Christian Bogle just got around Kiffin Simpson. That was a change for the ninth position. We see Christian Rasmussen. He jumps to the inside of Matteo Nanini, so he'll move into the 12th spot. Leaders, though, Mark Jane's already heading to turn number one. Reese Gold working on that pilot certification. He flies it into turn number one. Just behind him, Siegel and Jones. Jones actually is starting to pick up the pace a little bit on Siegel. Jacob Abel has company. At a good battle, sixth place, James Rowe. And and Ernie Francis Jr. as they all, all head toward Michael Young. 
Reese Gold about a three-car length advantage over Nolan C. Gold Jagger Jones is there as well. Then it's Jacob Abel in that fourth position. Looking at that fifth position on Ahmed, but the battle's on for the sixth position. James Rowe with that wounded car has Ernie Francis Jr. tucked up underneath that rear wing into four. And Toby Sowery is right behind watching that battle intently. Ernie Francis Jr. trying to get around James Rowe, not able to do so. Setting up for turn number five. That wing still bounces for Rowe. Francis is right on the rear wing, but not able to make the move as they work their way through turn number six. So, Toby Sowery started in 19th, but Mark James, I'm not so convinced he might not have one of the fastest cars on the racetrack. We see him trying to work over Ernie Francis Jr. Francis trying to get by that wounded car of James Rowe. They're all back on the front straightaway. Uh, started fifth and finished third at Barber Motorsports Park. He was third in the next in, in the next in 2019. So, the guy's got a ton of experience, Nick, and I think he has the experience and the patience, and that is exactly why he has worked his way from shotgun on the field all the way up to eight, not forcing the issue. Meanwhile, back up front, four-tenths of a second to lead for Reese Gold over Siegel into turn number three. Well, Reese Gold was was using up those Firestones, but looked like he has plenty for the moment. Nolan Siegel in that second position. The big mover, Jagger Jones, further back. The battle for that fourth, fifth, and sixth position. Jacob Abel, Anama Med, and the wounded car of James Rowe. I keep becoming more and more convinced that Rowe, the next time he comes into my view, is not going to in any way, shape, or form still be in front of Francis. But... Francis still not able to make the move as Reese Gold, the leader, is leading the field with just right behind him, Nolan Siegel, and then Jagger Jones to turn number seven. Well, if I'm learning anything, it's that uh, aerodynamics may not matter nearly as much with that front wing of uh, James Rowe bouncing around, although you're all, it's kind of dependent on who's in front of you. Front three, though, Mark, they can't get away from each other. Gold, Siegel, and Jones into turn one. No, less than a second separate those three, so give a lot of credit to Jagger Jones with a solid restart. Running up front, been a while since we've seen Nolan Siegel there, Nick. He led four laps at St. Petersburg, so the Californian looking to get a firm spot on the podium here in Detroit as they make that long haul toward turn number three. Reese Gold looks like that lead has shrunk down to about two car lengths. Nolan Siegel, for the first time, made a look to the inside. Jagger Jones still there. Then Jacob Abel in fourth. Anam Ahmed, Ernie Francis Jr. Further back, we have a battle between the machine of Christian Rasmussen and Kiffin Simpson. Simpson will be swung wide, and then Hunter McElroy trying to pounce as well. And further behind that, Toby Sowery is way off pace. As a matter of fact, through turn number four, he let Nick the entire field go by. So Toby Sowery, who had worked his way up into flirting with that top six, now falling like a rock towards the back of the field. Boy, don't know what happened. You can only assume he might have caught the wall at some point around this racetrack because you're right, Jake. That was one of the fastest cars on the racetrack, and now all of a sudden he is falling to the rear of the field here with just 15 laps to go. Reese Gold has the race lead. Nolan Siegel starting to put the pressure on, and if those two tangle, it could be Jagger Jones who picks up the piece. Those three have checked out by four seconds over Jacob Abel. Michael with 15 to go. This battle for the lead is anything but done. Nolan Siegel saving the good stuff for these last handful of laps. Looks to the inside for the second time through Reese Gold's lead down to a car leg. Then Jagger Jones about two car lengths behind him. Fourth place running Jacob Abel and Nama Med, Ernie Francis Jr. They're your top five. You know, we've got to give a lot of credit here to Reese Gold because in the practice sessions yesterday, Nick, we almost giggled at the number of runoffs he had in the early practice session but so far he has been flawless in this race still work to do but through the start and a restart Reese Gold looking awfully good up front 
Let's uh, get an update on that situation involving Toby Sowry. Alex Wolf looks like car 14 has pulled onto pit lane. That's right. He's pulled onto the pit lane. They have the engine cowling off. One of the AER advanced engine research uh, workers, engineers, has the uh, downloading of the computer. They're looking over the engine now, putting the cowling back on. So not sure if anything's going on that they know of. So with uh, 15 laps to go, tough break for Toby Sauer. He has fallen all the way down to 16th. He's uh, still ahead of Colin Kaminsky, who is out there running five laps down. Uh, but the two drivers out of the race that have been seen by IndyCar Medical, checked and released, Daniel Frost and Louis Foster. The rear of the field, Michael, good run for Kiffin Simpson. He's trying to take 10th away from Christian Rasmussen. He did. He got around Bogle, went further back. Jacob Abel got around Inama Med, so a couple of swings for position as Bogle nearly tags the wall, exiting the hairpin. I'll tell you what, Bogle and Rowe were literally almost attached at the hip as they came off of turn number four. Sorts itself out for right now. Everybody single file trying to mind their P's and Q's. A little bit further back again, all of a sudden we see Kiffin Simpson involved in a battle through turn number five. Leaders already into turn number eight. And a reminder, these cars don't have fenders, but they are leaning on each other all over this 1.7-mile street circuit. Uh, we look to the rear of the field. Matteo Nanini, Rasmus Lynn, those two Hukos Hollinger cars. Mark, they're trying to hold off Josh Green as they all try to chase down that battle between Simpson and uh, and Hunter McElroy. Yeah, we thought Matteo Nanini might try to make a pl- uh, might try to be a player in all of this, and he might have picked up a little momentum with the success he had at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last month, but quite frankly, He's been mired back around 12th or 13th position most of the day. Back up front, Gold, Siegel, Jones, Abel, and Ahmed, the top five. Francis Jr., Rowe, Bogle, Chadwick, and Rasmus, the top ten to Michael Young. Yeah, for Jacob Abel, he held off Anama Med last time through. Thought he got around, but it was Anama Med making the attack. The field looking good at the tail end as they make their way through the hairpin and through turns five and six. Very easy to spot Jacob Abel when he comes into view here between four and five because of the rich red and white of that color. Also easy because there are two right behind him. Talking about Ahmed and Francis that seemingly have been glued to one another. But Abel holds him off as he works his way through seven. Yeah, they're uh, working their way through that technical portion of the racetrack. Reese Gold up front. His lead is at eight-tenths of a second. Now 2.5 over Jagger Jones, who runs in third. A good 5.7 over Jacob Abel, who runs in fourth. And Abba Ahmed, again, he's been sitting in that fifth position virtually all day long. Ernie Francis Jr. running in sixth. A couple laps ago, he made a nice pass to get around that wounded car of James Rowe. Christian Bogle, that car's uh, come to life a little bit here in the second half of the race. Bogle, the driver from Louisiana, has moved up into the eighth position. Jamie Chadwick sits in the ninth spot as she looks for her first top ten finish here in Indy next. And then again, it's our points leader, Christian Rasmussen, trying to do as much damage control as possible as he sits in the tenth spot. As for that battle for the lead, Nolan Siegel all over the rear wing on Reese Gold. That has tightened up as they head to the left-hander of turn number eight. Siegel even took a look to the inside, gets right back in line. Uh, They're about to see 12 laps to go, Mark James, through turn number nine. Good battle with the race lead as they head to the finish line. Yeah, it's about three-tenths of a second, and right now, Siegel looks just a bit more planted than does Gold. Uh, About two seconds behind watching them sail away is Jagger Jones. I think Jagger's looking to hold on and really boost the the team's fortunes uh, for the second half of the season with this podium finish. Really hasn't been in contention until now, Michael Young. So while there's certainly a great battle up front, got to give a tip of the captain, Jagger Jones. 
indeed. And Jagger Jones runs in that third position. Basically looks like it did before the caution, but Nolan Siegel, completely different line now. He's looked to the inside, then outside of Reese Gold. This is the battle for the lead as they head through turn number four. Reese Gold's car is yellow, and he's got to proceed with caution because he's got Nolan Siegel all over him now through turn number five. The gap is visibly closer than last time by Reese Gold now works his way through turn number five and six and does so, Nick, being stalked by Nolan Siegel. Yep, the stopwatch says six-tenths of a second. Visually, that's about two-and-a-half to three car lengths here on the streets of Detroit. Back onto the front straightaway. We're about to see 11 laps to go. Reese Gold trying to hold on both of these drivers. Mark looking for career win, number one. And Siegel has led four laps this season. Reese Gold has not led any. We'll see if that holds true to form now. We'll see if Siegel can add to that total, but he's got a lot of work to do to work his way around Reese Gold now as they roar off at turn number three. Back into the throttle and hit the Michael Young. Yeah, Nolan Siegel, this is the best portion of his track. Over eight football fields, and Nolan Siegel gets another great run. This time, he'll swing to the outside. Will he try to do an over-under and force Reese Gold into a mistake? No, not this time through. Reese Gold still holds him off by a car length through turn four. But boy, Siegel is swerving right behind Gold as they work their way through turn number four, not able to make the move just yet. Now setting up the left-hander, turn number five. Again, Gold able to shut the door on Nolan Siegel, who is doing everything he can to reel in that young Floridian down the pit road and Alex Wolf with Daniel Frost and Daniel what happened out there on the track from your perspective um, you know I was behind uh, a car in front of me in sixth place row and you know I was looking to, to be right behind him I got a really good slipstream so I chose the outside lane um, you know, since he was defending on inside, but then it seems like under braking, he just moved over to my side, which is technically what you're not allowed to do. So, yeah, I think he should have, you know, stayed on his side, and that would have never happened. I mean, I don't think I could have done anything different, really, from what my perspective. So, that was it for my race. Well, we're sorry to see you out, but we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. And we got a battle for the race lead, Michael, into turn three. Nolan Siegel will try to drag race and swing wide of Reese Gold. The two nearly make contact, and Nolan Siegel will not be able to complete the pass, but he is all over the rear wing of Reese Gold. As they work their way off turn number four, that rear end for Siegel swings out just a little bit, and Gold gets himself a reprieve battle of 18-year-olds up front as they work their way through turn number five. Reese Gold with Nolan Siegel now two car lengths behind him off turn number six. Both of those drivers uh, blow by a little bit of debris that sits in the middle of the racetrack there in between turn seven and eight. Seen a uh, surface flag thrown to uh, anoint to those drivers, let them know about that uh, issue, though that debris. But Mark James, what a great battle as they head to turn number one. Reese Gold trying to hold on over Nolan Siegel. Yeah, Jagger Jones is out of contention right now. And with the number of laps we have left, it's a two-horse race. At least that's the way it's shaping up now. Jagger Jones is hoping they slug it out, maybe take each other out. But until then, it's still a good battle up front. Gold and Siegel, they're nose to tail now at the halfway point of the straightaway. Reese Gold enters turn number three with Nolan Siegel in tow. No, Nolan Siegel thought about taking a look to the inside. I think he's just going to make a quick reset. He'll fall behind about two car lengths. Reese Gold leads up through turn number four. And as they work their way through four, again, Siegel is going to go where Gold goes, meaning he is not going to show any level of aggression through turn number five and then in setting up for turn number six as again Siegel right on the rear wing but call it now one to two car lengths the lead for gold as they work their way through seven 
boy, Mark James, it just kind of seems like you, you kind of gather it back up and you're trying to set up that run down to turn number three. Looks like Siegel is on the charge once again here with now eight laps to go in Detroit. I mean, there are uh, n- n- noted passing zones here. Other than that, it's going to take a mistake. We will check back in on the battle for fourth place, which is pretty good. That's Jacob Abel. Ernie Francis Jr. has been wearing him out for the last handful of laps, although Abel starts to pull away a little bit as the leader sets sail for Michael Young. Now, Reese Gold trying to hold off Nolan Siegel, who saved the best for these last eight laps here and the ending next by Firestone race number one this time through. Reese Gold locks him up ever so slightly. We heard those tires chirp, but he has a nice advantage now, stretches it out to three car lengths over Nolan Siegel. Jagger Jones is evenly spaced between two pretty good battles, the one up front between Gold and Siegel, and then behind him the battle for fourth that Mark had mentioned between Abel and Francis, but everybody holds serve remains that way through turn number six. Yeah, Jagger Jones kind of been running his own race into the point that uh, Mark made earlier. That might be exactly what he needs to do. Results of 18th, 12th, and 14th so far this season. So uh, this potential podium could be a uh, season maker for Jagger Jones. But he has the best view of that battle for the race lead as they head to turn number one with just seven laps to go. Reese Gold, it's one car length over Nolan Siegel. Up the hill for turn number two, another left-hander. Again, those two in lockstep as they get down on that long back straightaway. Siegel's within a car length. Michael, I think he's close enough. Nolan Siegel's going to have an opportunity. Does he pop low or does he pop high? Right now, he's just in the tire tracks. He'll swing wide this time. Look like he nearly bobbled. They nearly touch as they enter turn number three. Reese Gold, Nolan Siegel side by side through the hairpin. They nearly make contact again, but Nolan Siegel will have the advantage in through turn number four. Working their way through turn number four, Siegel has managed to close that pass. He now leads over Reese Gold and starts to pull away just a little bit. Call it a two-car length advantage through turn number five. Nolan Siegel is now the leader in the streets of Detroit. Boy, what a pass by Nolan Siegel. Mark, he used the outside, and then uh, the way the track was set up, he had the advantage to the inside. But, boy, what bra- bravery and guts it took to hang it on the outside. That was a fantastic pass for the race lead. Well, Nick, I was going to note that Christian Rasmussen had really the, the, the gone taking great strides to minimize the damage. He's worked his way up to the eighth position, and he had actually, Nick, jumped back into the points lead. But with that pass now, Siegel jumps in front of him by nine points, and I'm sorry, as tight as this championship is going to be all the way to the finish, that's significant. Yeah, and Nolan Siegel has been the bridesmaid twice so far this season. And Michael, after he makes that pass with six laps to go, look at the advantage he's built in just one lap over Reese Gold. And now the problem for Reese Gold is the fact that he's not losing touch with Nolan Siegel, but has the machine of Jagger Jones starting to close in. Further back, that battle for fourth really heating up as well. Jacob Abel and Ernie Francis Jr. Yeah, Ernie Francis Jr. is doing everything he can to get that fourth position away from Jacob Abel. But off turn four, that car bobbled just a little bit through turn number five tries to go down to the low end still can't make the move Abel's able to hold him off through turn number six again this is the battle for the fourth spot Abel from Kentucky trying to hold off Ernie Francis Jr. as they make the bend the left-hander of turn number eight Ernie's been really putting the pressure on Abel over the last several laps that red and white car of Abel back onto the front straightaway Mark he is having to sweat it out for the fourth position as Ernie closes into turn one yeah he's going to sit right in behind him now and I think he got such a great run down that uh, the straight away the last time I think going into the view of Michael Young is where Ernie Francis Jr. feels like that he can make the pass. He makes a clean exit off of that turn. Michael, can he do anything with him in front of you? 
Can't even tell where he is until now. He pops to the outside. Oh, he gets a great run because Ernie Francis Jr. trying to get around the machine of Jacob Abel. That is the battle for the fourth. Ernie Francis Jr. now tries the over-under, unable to do so. Jacob Abel still leads Ernie Francis Jr. for that fourth position. And all of this is happening with just in front of them the very off-pace Josh Green who had actually pulled to the side. He's going to let both of them pass. Abel with Francis just behind him as they work their way through turn number five. Green again. Again, off pace, has traffic behind him. We'll see if he lets them pass as the two, talking about Abel and Francis, set sail through turn number seven. Yeah, and that part of the racetrack that you called, Jake, the last thing you want is to see a wounded car in front of you slowing up the pace for Josh Green. He's now falling a lap down in 15th, so uh, obviously he has had some problems. We have just four laps to go here on the streets of Detroit. Nolan Siegel has taken the race lead, and he's built a 2.8-second advantage over Reese Gold. Gold starting to come back to Jagger Jones, who runs in third, and then the best battle on the racetrack right now is for fourth, and it's not done. Michael it's Jacob Abel, Ernie Francis Jr. down this long straightaway here in Detroit. And Ernie Francis Jr. will not pop to the outside this time through. If anything, he just let Jacob Abel know that he has a car to the inside, so he will follow in the tire tracks of Jacob Abel again. This is the battle for that fourth position through lap, or should say turn number four. And when they go in to enter turn number four, they pass Colin Kaminsky, who has now ducked into the runoff area and not rejoined back into the fray. So things still maintain as they were, however, here in the closing laps. Talking about a huge gap for Nolan Siegel up front. Reese Gold just behind him. Boy, Ernie Francis Jr. is going to take a look to the inside of turn eight. That's not a spot where we've seen a lot of passes, but he pulled it off and took that fourth spot. Now he'll defend Mark Jades back onto the front straightaway with three laps to go. And just in front of him with three laps to go. It's not a foregone conclusion. Reese Gold will have the second spot on that podium because Jagger Jones has really picked up the pace a little bit. He's knocked it down to about five-tenths of a second, and Michael Young, he's got the benefit of a long, very fast straightaway in his efforts to track down Reese Gold. Looks to be about five car lengths. That's the disadvantage Jagger Jones has over Reese Gold. Again, just three laps to go in this first race of the weekend for the Indianex by Firestone drivers as Jagger Jones locked him up, did not get a very good run out of this portion of the course. All of this happening well behind the leader, Nolan Siegel, but taking a look back in at that battle for second market mentioned, it's Gold now. Two car lengths over Jones working their way through turn number five. Jagger Jones still not able to make up ground as they work their way through turn six. Siegel in that green and black car. That's a 3.3 second advantage. Then it's gold in the yellow and black machine. It's the blue and white of uh, Jagger Jones sitting in the third spot. They're all back onto the front straightaway. Mark Jaynes, two to go here in Detroit. Yeah, it's about a six car length advantage now for Reese Gold over Jagger Jones. Ernie Francis Jr. is about three seconds behind them. So it's Siegel, Gold, Jones. Francis Abel, the top five, Ahmed, Bogle, McElray, Rasmussen, and James Rowe, the top ten. And again, uh, Michael Young, Christian Rasmussen doing a great job of minimizing the damage in terms of his points hit today. It certainly has been a great job for Christian Rasmussen driving his way back through this field after a, a horrible start to this day. We see Reese Gold, three car lengths in front of Jagger Jones. That's the battle for second. Jake, we still have two to go here on the streets of Detroit. Yep, Jones not able to make any sort of headway through turns number five and six. All of this happening behind Nolan Siegel, Nick, 
who's about to see the white flag. He certainly is. Nolan Siegel heading towards turn number eight, the left-hander, then quickly to turn number nine to set up on the front straightaway, about to see the white flag. We'll keep an eye on that battle for second, but Nolan Siegel looking for career win number one. Mark James, he rips underneath the finish line. He'll see the white flag. Strong season of promise for him, as you documented earlier, Nick. A couple of runner-up finishes for Nolan Siegel to start the season and then struggled to a 13th place finish. He led four laps in the season opener in St. Petersburg. He was very, very patient before grabbing the lead. He led, as we said, four laps. He's going to lead seven laps on the day if he can make a few more turns, Michael Young. Nolan Siegel, California dreaming on a warm Detroit day. The youngster from Palo Alto, California, makes his way through the hairpin for the final time. But Jagger Jones not done yet for that second position. He closes in on that rear wing of Reese Gold. Back to the front, Nolan Siegel through five. Nolan Siegel's favorite band, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He drives under the bridge of the Chevrolet banner and does so for the final time. And then behind him, it's Gold and Jones to round out the podium as it is now. Nick, help bring him home going to be uh, well-earned podium finishes for Jagger Jones and Reese Gold as they fight their way towards the start-finish line, but it is all Nolan Siegel through turn number eight, and that car slows. Siegel may have a problem. He's heading to turn number nine. That car is slowed. Reese Gold looks to the inside. Here comes Jagger Jones. Something has happened to our race leader in the final corner, and Reese Gold has pulled off the upset. What in the world happened to Nolan Siegel? That car slowed through turns eight and nine, and all of a sudden, Reese Gold had to swing left. Uh, Jagger Jones had to swing right. Ernie Francis Jr. was in the mix as well, and the race is over, and Reese Gold has won. Nolan Siegel slowly crosses the finish line, unofficially coming home in the eighth position. Marky's leaning over in that cockpit, holding his head. Something has gone wrong for the race leader in the last few hundred feet, and Reese Gold is the one who's there to pick up the pieces. Reminiscent of the issue uh, that uh, Pato Award had at St. Petersburg, it may not be related to that. I'll tell you what, instead of speculating, let's see if we can find out more from Alex Wolf. Well, I was able to just uh, very quickly, as he was walking by, ask Mike Marini what they think happened to the 39, and they do think potential issue with the gearbox there in the final couple of turns. Wow. So HMD will go to victory lane regardless with Reese Gold, but heartbreak for Nolan Siegel. Mark, you could see that car slowing to turn number eight. I thought he was just taking it easy, but all of a sudden there was just no power behind car 39 there heading to turn nine for the final time. And I mean, it just went away all of a sudden, as you said, off of turn number eight, and it was clear that there was an issue with that car. And quite frankly, got to give a lot of credit to the reaction time of Reese Gold, Jagger Jones, and Ernie Francis Jr., Nick, because they came upon that slowing race car in a hurry off that blind corner right at the apex of it, and they mashed it in the gas and mashed the gas and got to the start-finish line. Uh, an incredible set of circumstances over the final lap, and that's why, as our late friend K.O. always said, you got to run to the checkers because you never know what can happen. So Nolan Siegel ends up eighth. Your podium here in Detroit, Ernie Francis Jr. ends up third, Jagger Jones second, and your winner, Reese Gold. I'm Indy Next driver Ernie Francis Jr., and this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Nice job, man. Holy crap, that's why you don't give up. Thank you, guys. Amazing job.
Nice job, man. Holy crap. That's why you don't give up. It is never over until it's over in uh, any form of motorsports. And for Reese Gold, he's there to pick up the pieces, winning here uh, by uh, passing Nolan Siegel in the last couple hundred of feet. In fact, uh, it was so tight, it's probably going to end up being one of the uh, closest one, two, three finishes we've seen as Reese Gold wins by two tenths of a second over Jagger Jones, five tenths over Ernie Francis Jr. as those three drivers were all over each other coming out of turn number nine as they scattered to get around that broken car of Nolan Siegel who ends up in eighth. Your full field rundown. Reese Gold, your race winner. Jagger Jones, a career best second place finish. Ernie Francis Jr. gets his first podium in car 99. He comes home in third. Jacob Abel ends up in fourth. And Nam Ahmed finishes fifth. A nice charge by Christian Bogle. He gets back to sixth. Hunter McElray started second, was penalized, sent to the rear of the field, rallies all the way back up to the seventh place. Heartbreak for our eighth place finisher, Nolan Siegel, who led 29 laps today and uh, just uh, broke late in this event. Christian Rasmussen comes home in ninth. James Rowe rallies for a top ten with that broken front wing. Jamie Chadwick just misses out on her first top ten finish. She comes home in 11th. 12th was Rasmus Lind. 13th was Kiffin Simpson. 14th, Matteo Nanini. 15th for Josh Green. He had some issues late in the race. Colin Kaminsky finishes six laps down in the 16th position. Toby Sowry, 17th. Out of the race, Frost and Foster, 18th. 19th and 19th. Alex Wolf. I don't even know what uh, you ask a guy like Nolan Siegel after the heartbreak here in Detroit. Well, getting a pat on the back from Rob Edwards. Just came by a, a handshake from Devlin DeFrancesco and Nolan in those last couple of turns. Uh, what happened with the 39 car? Um, yeah, I'm really not sure. It just revved in gear. Um, just lost drive completely. So um, I honestly, I don't know what to say. I mean, we've had multiple good finishes stripped away from us and Honestly, I, I don't even I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, well, it was a great run. We'll see it tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. We'll be going for it tomorrow for sure. Let's go to Joel Sebastianelli standing by with Jagger Jones, who comes home in second. Well, what a week for Jagger Jones. You start driving your grandfather's car right before the Indianapolis 500. And... Now, second place, a career best finish. We talked during the race to your car owner, Nicholas Cape, and he said, man, we, we really, really need this. You got it. Well, what's going through your head when you pull up here and dap up uh, everyone who's here to congratulate you? I'm a racer. I'm, I just can't keep stop thinking how I almost won there on the last lap. I mean, it was this close, but I, I'm so happy with second. We really needed this as a team. It's not, to be completely transparent. It's been a really tough year, especially for me. You know, most of the time I'm used to running up front and um, used to at least kind of being in the contention for the win. And this year we've kind of been in the second half of the field. And um, to finally put a race together, it's huge because my this is only the second race I've finished all year. And for it to be a podium is awesome as the team comes by me here. I'm just so proud. Brand new team. I'm a second year of open wheel racing for me. So there's a lot of news for us. And to put it on the podium here in second, I have it. Racing for the lead, for the win um, is incredible. I know you guys can't see it, but I'm sure you can hear it. Jacker Jones is beaming after this second place finish. We wish you the best of luck tomorrow. Congrats. Thank you very much. It's going to be a bit tougher starting 15th, so, uh, but I'm confident. I think Ernie behind me started like 14th or something, so you never know what can happen. Let's do it.
Yeah, there's Jacker no Jones. Yeah, we saw. Uh, thank you, Joel. Great run by Jacker Jones. We saw some drivers come from the rear and uh, rally to some great finishes. So it can be done, especially setting up passes down in turn three. Again, Jacker Jones with a career best second place finish. How about our race winner, Reese Gold? Uh, there to pick up the pieces when it all fell apart. Joel Sebastianelli for Nolan Siegel. Well, that's what one way to get it done, man. I thought for a second it was going to be a second-place finish. That's like the full spectrum of emotions, man. What are you thinking when you're in the second-to-last turn? Yeah, so, I mean, coming out of here, he was pretty far away, so I was content. I'm like, you know, hasn't been a good season, so I'll take the second. I see him going slowly. My engineer yells, you know, he's going slow. So I just freaking hammer it, you know, spinning the tires and photo finish at the end, but just able to get away with it. So I'm just I'm so happy for the team and everyone. The Ticket Clinic, thank you. Well, you know, we shouted you out at the beginning of the show, said it's not how you start a race or how you start a season. It's about how you finish. This is huge for the championship. It's huge for you because you get your first career win. What does this do for momentum going forward? Yeah, it's huge. You know, I know what I'm capable of. I just haven't been able to put it together. So just to finally get a, a really good result and get some points, it should be really good for the season. So I'm just super, super happy. And is Reese Gold elated after win number one? Yeah, four races and four different winners here in Indy Next by Firestone. Daniel Frost wins at St. Pete. Christian Rasmussen wins at Barber. Matteo Nanini wins at Indianapolis. And it's Reese Gold who, again, tested that turn one runoff area probably four or five times yesterday in practice. But uh, he got the race win here in Detroit as uh, he scores the victory. Jacker Jones second, Ernie Francis Jr. third. What does this do for Indy Next points? Rasmussen, Christian Rasmussen, he is your points leader. And it's now grown to 15 points over Nolan Siegel. So that's how hard hit uh, that was. Let's hear from Ernie Francis Jr. Final step on the podium. He's with Joel. Well, the career best for Ernie Francis Jr. coming into today in Indy Next by Firestone was sixth. You get a podium today. How important is this for you and the team? Yeah, you know, this is a huge confidence boost for, for me, for the team, for everybody part of this program with Force Indy, with HMD Motorsports. You know, we've been, uh, we struggled last year for a lot with pace. Uh, you know, with this with the switch to HMD, we found a lot more uh, more, more pace throughout the races. Just, uh, you know, struggled with some qualifying at these uh, at these first few rounds, so finally got it better. And, uh, you know, had to work hard for, for this race. You know, start tomorrow we start a lot better in six, but, you know, from 14th on the grid, had to battle our way through. Uh, took some luck, took some good passes and uh, finally got that first podium, but a huge confidence boost. Uh, you know, even, even to do it with uh, my broken wrist, you know, four weeks out about from surgery is pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be icing it tonight and getting it rested up for tomorrow's race. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. We keep hearing about how bumpy, how grueling this circuit is. How is that holding up? Yeah, you know, they made a carbon brace that I'm wearing over my left hand to just help protect my bone from uh, fracturing even more uh, than it already is. Uh, so, you know, wearing that and just trying to hold the wheel the best that I can. This hand's uh, struggling a little bit. I got to move it around on the wheel, whether I'm pushing it up uh, from the underside of the wheel or pulling it down from the top, just trying to make it work and, uh, and make laps around this place. But it's working so far, so hopefully we can uh, do it again tomorrow. Maybe a little bit of physical pain, but there is nothing but elation 
on this podium. I don't remember the last time, guys, I have seen a podium with guys this excited. Ernie Francis Jr. rounding out the podium with a career best third. Yeah, it's three great guys. that None of them had podiums yet this year, so that streak uh, continues as well. Ernie Francis Jr. again missed Indianapolis, but his finishes so far this year, a sixth, an eighth, and a third. He is starting to get stronger here in Indy next. Again, your podium here uh, at uh, Detroit. It is Ernie Francis Jr. finishing third, second for Jagger Jones, and a big congratulations to Reese Gold, your winner of race one of the Indy next by Firestone Detroit Grand Prix. The Indy Next by Firestone Detroit Grand Prix has been brought to you by Firestone for conquering what's next, the official tire of Indy Next. In the pits, Alex Wolf and Joel Sebastianelli. Our turn announcers were Michael Young, Mark Jaynes, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite and technical support by Scott Forget. Our producer is Sam Rumsa, and the network director is Chris Pollock. This is Nick Yeoman. Stick around. Qualifying for the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear is coming up. Join Mark Jaynes and the rest of the crew at 120 Eastern to find out who will capture the NTT P1 Award. And join us tomorrow at 1240 Eastern for race two of the Indy Next Firestone Grand Prix of Detroit. So long for now from the Motor City. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.